Welcome to A Moment with Modern Mentors, a podcast series by Digital Collective Co, where we soak up wisdom, anecdotes, and actionable tips from Australian startups, female founders, business leaders, industry pioneers, and C-suite executives, a sway of people who have achieved amazing things in their professional fields. My name is Mia McLeod, and I'm the founder of Digital Collective Co. We are a collective of digital experts who have come together during a time of adversity, all aligned in the mission of finding a better way of working while simultaneously improving the balance in our lives. Hi, I'm Alison. And I'm Jason. And we're the founders of Tropolicious, an online gifting company with a difference. And today we're talking with Mia from Digital Collective. Today we are speaking to Alison and Jason, husband and wife team and founders of Tropolicious, a Cairns-based online gift box company with a difference. The idea of Tropolicious was born on their tropical flower farm after Alison and Jason threw in their high-flying careers in Sydney and headed north. Alison with a background in graphic design and Jason with a background as a record executive applied their creative and business talents to their brand new startup, Tropolicious. Today, Alison and Jason tell Digital Collective all about their professional and personal journey from Sydney to tropical blooms to launching their own gifting company, Tropolicious, during COVID and what it takes to make this work as a couple and business partners. Welcome, Alison and Jason, to Digital Collectives, A Moment with Modern Mentors. So tell us a little bit about Tropolicious. How did you come up with the idea? Tropolicious has sort of evolved from uh, sort of been an itch that we've had in over the last couple of years, I guess, with a bunch of different businesses that we're involved with at the moment and also just the direction that we wanted to head uh, as a couple. So Tropolicious is... You know, it's a fresh and zesty new approach to gift boxing. We think it's quite different. And we really sort of stepped back and looked at, at what we felt were some of the, the challenges and pain points in the gifting market and really sort of kicked around ways that we think that we could solve it with some solutions. So we've come up with something that's quite unique. It's certainly not like any other, other gifting box company that, um, that we're aware of. Yeah, I uh, think probably as the name suggests, we're full of personality and the boxes are full of personality and how we gift the boxes is based around the science of personality. How did you know that you're onto something good? You've done a bit of research, haven't you? Maybe tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's a good question. So we, uh, where we, if we sort of wind back a little bit, you know, Alison is, has had her own graphic design business for a while and, and we decided that sort of long-term Alison wanted to sort of get into producing products and not just having a service side to her business. And there's been a couple of products that Alison's got in development at the moment that are going really well. When that was sort of all evolving, but this was going to be the year that we were really going to take those products forward in a big way. We sort of tested them out over a couple of years. And Alison joined a a great a business school. Yeah, it was great business on, school. Yeah, it was an online business school. It was oh, yeah. the, um, Marie Folio B School. Oh, okay. I haven't um, heard of that. Yeah, so basically I think I've, even though I've run a business for 20 years, I've never analysed it in a business setup sense or development and growth sense. I guess I've naturally been lucky with word of mouth and just, you know, for 20 years. So it's something that I really wanted to look into I started that on my, and I for ink my um, wall organisation products with my designs and COVID hit. And so manufacturing locally, manufacturing overseas became really challenging. And then obviously with the flower farm with COVID, freight and logistics became really challenging. So we just sat down and we thought 
maybe this is the time for Tropolicious. Which had already been brewing for a while. Yeah. yeah. Ah, so it, it was a culmination of kind of yeah. moments in time as well as yeah. opportunity. Yeah, I think it was just sort of pushed forward, I think, just yeah. brought to the forefront. <laughs> right. You've created some products. Alison, tell yeah. us a bit about those and how that kind of spurred on the idea of Tropolicious. Like Jason said, I sort of want to move from a service-based business, which is my me being at the computer hourly rate, um, <laughs> into a products-based so that I can, you know, be generating something that allows me a little bit more freedom. So obviously design is my natural skill and talent. So I developed a range of wall organisational tools, which are three elements. They're wood, they're paper and they're ink. Mm. And basically, I designed a curved wood wall hook, which has monthly boards and a calendar at the top, notepad at the side and your organisation boards. So for a family, keeping everyone on the same page, literally seeing where you're at. We had kids with work um, commitments. They had sport commitments. Everyone was all over the shop. So basically, I design up, print my paper element, you keep the wood element, so that's a keeper. It's something that you invest in and that's your every year. And each year you just replace and recycle your paper element and the new design comes. And ink is you inking it, so you basically are part of that. So there's wall planners, there's calendars, there's the notepad. So that was the an eye for ink range and that's probably something that, a few of those base philosophies, we wanted mm. keeping items of value, we wanted design. Tactile. Um, yeah, we wanted tactile, we wanted um, the elements that are functional, that solve a problem. So they were all elements that the Tropolicious idea and ethos that we had, but we wanted with Tropolicious, obviously, to start with something fresh, which was our flowers or our plants, and then put an amazing item from Australian businesses in there that was a, a great solution-based or a keeper, you know, something of real quality that sort of basically, yeah, sort of more told a story, I guess. The boxes are full of items that come together as a story. Yes. Tell us a little bit about some of the brands that you've got on board because you, you're very much focusing on kind of the environment, on fitness, on health, on lifestyle and all Australian products. Tell us a bit about how hard that might have been or how you came to that. It was actually a lot easier than we thought, to be honest. Yeah, that was um, one thing that we thought would yeah, be Yeah, really we, we expected that to be a really hard challenge to sort of seek out these, uh, you know, as you said, we're certainly a value-based organisation. We do want sustainable products that are earth-friendly, that are, you know, just being kind to Mother Earth at the end of the day. We thought if we're starting from scratch, you know, that should just be a, one of the, the key pillars of our business. It was actually really refreshing to see that, as we were approaching people with our concept and what we're all about and the approach that we're going to take to give boxing, I think out of a bit over 50 different uh, product providers, we've had two knockbacks at the moment and those knockbacks are really based around... Yeah, one was COVID-based yeah, due to unavailability stock and, yeah. and one was just that they were doing so well they're not taking on new, yeah, um, new partners. So, which is yeah. a great, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, we're high five. That's <laughs> right. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, I think... You know, you touched on the fact that Tropolicious is kind of a gift box with a difference and obviously that is is very much a part of that, right, because you, yeah. there is nothing on the market that really shows those. Tell us some of the topics of the gift boxes because these are quite innovative and, and interesting to me and, and I'm sure the listeners too. We have worked out five collections. 
we're all about, you know, being a bit more tactile. So there's a Creative Genius collection, which one of them has a ukulele in it. And, you know, basically set down the technology and totally immerse yourself in, you know, some quality me time, I guess. And then of the other part of that range is um, a macrame, a jigsaw puzzle and sort of, you know, adult colouring, all that downtime just to have a bit of quiet, a little bit of space, I think, in your life. So really boxes focused on the recipient being able to indulge themselves a little bit in things that maybe they ordinarily wouldn't, which feels like it's going to be launching at a perfect time where people are pretty frazzled and kind of stressed and worried and, you know, tired. It sounds like something that, uh, you know, has very much a needed item for now. How did you, is this part of it? Was COVID, obviously you've mentioned before that COVID kind of prompted you to get on board, but did you anticipate that this would be something that was going to be so welcomed? No, not really. No, I think that that, that's kind of just a sideline to, you know, we were going to do this regardless. It was just the timing of it all. You know, I think one thing that, uh, you know, our, our boxes, are, as you say, Mia, they're, they're very, very purposeful in their design. We focused on, there's actually a bit, of, a bit of science behind the background to it all. We've really got some sort of psychology-based uh, tools. tools that really help us to work out and, and focus on that, you know, that recipient-centric approach to gifting. So we're taking that hassle away from the person buying and the, I guess the guesswork for them and the hard work, yeah. all mm. the anxiety points. Yeah, but we're taking away that, that message of will the, the recipient actually like what I'm getting? In all of our research that we did, um, we did you know, a bunch of different surveys. That was you know, one of three really important messages that we got out that, that people do feel a little bit anxious about spending a fair bit of coin on a present and thinking, well, are they actually going to like it? Yeah, well, I get a Every, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone wanted to be a mind reader. Yeah. That was sort of the, the crux of that. Absolutely. So we've spent a fair bit of time developing a, you know, a fun and intuitive quiz that mm. helps to take people on a journey when they're you know, looking for recommendations for gifts. And at the end of that, we will have a profile of the recipient that really categorises into five different personality types and when you mix that with a sprinkle of likes and dislikes and all of the other elements, you get a really good picture about what somebody or, you know, what other people like the person that you're buying a gift for really like and enjoy. You're going to have a really nice profile of the, uh, the recipient that you're sending to, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been really interesting even with our, our testing, uh, you know, just seeing, you know, seeing the results come through and... Everyone's always interested in the <laughs> outcome. Is that, you know, me and profiling themselves or a partner or a friend? It's and a bit like star signs, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no doubt, you know, personality quiz, quizzes are, are, you know, quite a popular thing on, on the net. But the flip on this is that you're not profiling yourself, you're profiling somebody else, you know, so the outcome of that, you know, has a real purpose at the end. Yeah. I think what um, I like about this, and, and it's called gift. Matcher, Matcher, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, Correct. So yeah. it's a, it's you've named it as a as a tool on your website. Is that you really get that involvement, like you say, about people being able to you know find the perfect gift and have this assurance that what they're sending is going to be re- received with joy. Yeah, <laughs> Tell absolutely. us about a bit about the other tools that you're also launching with. Yeah, sure. So really, there's three tools: there's Gift Matcher, Gift Reminder, and Gift Together. So Gift Matcher, as we said, is our profiling tool. Gift reminder is is really tackling the second issue that we discovered, and, and that is people 
you know, really don't want to forget those important occasions. This is one for the men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is just one for me, just really. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, we really hit a nerve with people when, you know, we said, well, you know, what if we built a little reminder app that allowed you to put in all the important people in your life, uh, nominate the, the important dates and occasions that, that um, you know, that you need to think about getting a gift for them, and we'll send you a little nudge, you know, 10 days out, letting you know, uh, you know, don't forget it's coming up. Uh, so it's a free service. It's a really simple service, but we think it will be really valuable for people. Oh, look, I mean, if Moonpig's anything to go by, this is going to be an absolute winner, isn't it? Because you're absolutely right. It, there's, you know, friends and family all over the world and birthdays exactly. just popping up and suddenly it's the day before and, yeah. you know, you run out of time to send a gift, whereas this way you're going to give people plenty of time to actually think about the right gift and you've done the hard work for them. So that's fantastic. And then you said the third one is Gift Together, together. which I think this this is actually ingenious because obviously one of the things that is the biggest struggle is trying to get everyone to find the perfect gift for a, a group present. Yeah, so this is targeting exactly that, that, that group gift buying situation where, you know, think of buying the, the, the teacher a present at the end of the year or the, you know, the coach of a sporting yeah, group. Yeah, girlfriend group yeah, or girlfriend parents groups. with siblings. All of that. Uh, so what we've done is we sat down and thought about it and thought, well, what if we, there's always an organiser in all of these groups. There's always <laughs> yeah. one person that puts their hands up and says, I'll find the gift. So, you know, we're giving the opportunity for somebody to find the gift, be the organiser, pop in the email addresses or mobiles of uh, all the people that are part of the group that want to contribute then we do all the management of splitting all of the costs associated with the gift into equal payments for everybody. We have sub-orders that are generated. Uh, everybody pays their share. And then we, we do all of the handling and shipping the product out. So it's a really seamless, you know, easy way of, of doing that gift buy without you know, having to go and, and tap people on the shoulder and say, hey, um, you still owe me 20 bucks. Can we sort that out? <laughs> and, I mean, you're absolutely right. You hit them on the head. For, for things like teacher's gifts at the end of the year, I mean, the gift card has become kind of the teacher's gift and it's really, I mean, it's, it's a fairly nothing gift, a gift yeah. box full of amazing Australian products um, that can be divided between the whole class and paid for separately. It's just a fantastic solution. Yeah. It solves a lot of problems out there, doesn't it? We are an expensive item filled with value. And so it's really perfect to, you know, to have a gift that, that is a really, you know, quite a substantial, valuable gift. We're talking mm. a five kilo box that's, you know, 60 plus centimetres in, in, in length alone. So, you know, filled with goodies. Uh, so to allow people to chip in on that, we think is, is you know, is, is a great way of, uh, of giving a, a valuable gift. Well, tell us a little bit about your journey here because you have both had interesting backgrounds to lead you to this and obviously you just mentioned earlier about the flower farm. Tell us a bit about where you started and how you ended up on the flower farm and doing Tropolicious and and what brought that all together. Yeah, as I said, I'm a graphic designer so I started my business over 20 years ago and I've had um, a wonderful journey on that. I've had staff and fantastic projects and the like and then Suddenly we lost my mum to a a horrible, aggressive cancer Mm. in 2010. And I think that made us just take a big, deep breath and have a little look at, you know, where we were headed and what we were doing. Jason was working hard. He'd leave when it was dark and the kids Mm. were in bed and he'd get home when it was dark and the kids were in bed and we had sort of, you know, young kids at the time. And it just felt like 
we were working too hard for, you know, there was no work-life balance for us. So we just were definitely both on the same page that something had to give. So we literally wrote a list. We wrote a list of, all right, what do you want? I went, oh, I want somewhere warm. What do you want? I don't (laughs) want to work weekends. What do you want? Well, I want somewhere that's big enough schools and sports for the kids and, well, I want this. And... It ended up being a tropical Stop. flower farm <laughs> in Cairns. Like How did it, you find a tropical flower farm? Oh, there was a, we searched and searched for ages. We looked at a lot of businesses. It was a two-year process. Yeah. Wow. And we were, if that didn't, if we didn't find something, we were literally packing the kids up for the trip around Australia yeah. to, to find something anyway. So yeah. the change was inevitable for us. And it, it, the turning point had happened mm. and we wanted that. We wanted yeah. to have staff so that we could have holidays. We wanted not to have so many staff that that's all we were managing. There was lots of things on our list and, yeah. Um, for some crazy reason. For some crazy reason, <laughs> the flower farm ticked the majority of the boxes, but as Jason said, it's, it's like the movie We Bought a Zoo. Like, <laughs> We are that person. We that it was. They're going to make a documentary about you. Yeah, yeah. We did not know a soul in Cairns. We sold and moved everything in our entire life. Yeah. So we didn't know even how to pronounce a lot of the products. Yeah. Oh yeah. We were googling. We were having florist calling us up, saying, "Oh, have you got any of the, you know, marginata or blah blah blah?" And we were like. I'm sure we do. (laughs) Somewhere out there. Somewhere out there. And so the flower farm, it's a wholesale business predominantly and you've transitioned it into a consumer business too? Uh, Yeah, so it's both. We're one of uh, probably the three biggest tropical flower growers in Australia. We've got over 700,000 plants um, here that we we have over a 12-acre property. Uh, and the this is kind of three key markets, I guess. There is our, our florist market, so we send a lot of flowers direct to florists all over Australia, and that taught us a lot about logistics. So mm. sending small boxes yeah, of freight. fresh product door to door anywhere wow. across the country, we've really, uh, you know, I think we've really sort of focused on that, and we're one of the only commercial flower growers doing that um, on the scale that we're doing it. We also sell direct to uh, wholesalers in large flower markets around the country and we also go door-to-door to consumers. So uh, we import products from Singapore and Thailand as well. We import uh, Singapore orchids. So that's another logistical sort of part of mm. the products that we, that we offer. So. And was that business established when you, when you yeah. bought it? So you've, yes. kind of, you've taken it and you've learned that business and yeah. then now yeah. obviously applied it to Tropolicious's business yeah. model? Yeah, that's right. So we, uh, you know, with my background in, in um, you know, TV and media and, and in that sort of digital space, which, which you, you've no doubt lived in as well, we just saw the opportunity of trying to convert more of our product sales into that direct-to-consumer market with mm. a margin. And, uh, you know, yes, it, it also means a lot more, you know, a lot more customer service and a lot more marketing and a lot more, you know, so there's other, other sides to it. Mm. Uh, certainly there's pros and cons about whether you sort of stick in that wholesale world or whether you, you sort of go direct uh, or not. But we thought that it was something that our skill set worked really well with, especially so Alison did a whole new rebrand of, of uh, Tropical Blooms and, uh, mm. you know, and, you know, really sort of, I guess, just pulled it into a new... Add a lot of value to what was already established as a business. Yeah. You haven't really told us much about where you've come from, Jason, and I know 
your background where you actually worked together in a previous life in the music industry. But tell yeah. us a little bit about, you know, your journey to Tropical Blooms and Tropalicious. Good question. So I grew up on a broad acre farm in central New South Wales and then went and studied sound engineering at university and that's where I met Alice. Take the boy out of the country. Yeah. <laughs> the country out of the boy. So, yeah, we, you know, we decided to make Sydney home together and that journey Were you at uni in Sydney? No, no, in Wagga. Yeah. Wagga, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so Sydney was a big deal for us just to, you know. Experience. Uh, I quite, yeah. Mm. I turned up in a, in a classic Holden U. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the old yeah. Aussie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It was sort of like, <laughs> yeah. you know, th- thongs and ruggers and, uh, and, yeah, getting sort of weird looks as we were sort of parking on, on, the, on the grass to unload our, our first load of, uh, <laughs> of furniture, uh, you know, at a, at a at a flat that we uh, you know that we had trouble finding. So anyway, it was a it was a journey that's for sure. But yeah, I started in a digital special effects and post production company called Garner McLennan, and that was right at the start of the nineties. And you know they were right at the cutting edge of three D animation and you know working on Super Bowl commercials and all sorts of things. And I I just lucked in. Wow. You know, it was seven years of just an amazing learning curve for me. And during that time, I did audio production, but I also got heavily involved in their um, a new arm of the business, which was interactive media. Um, so they had a sort of documentary and long-form media production arm. So that sort of evolved into doing a lot of interactive media tools and games, and we won some Australian Interactive Media um, Industry Awards. We were sort of best of best in 93 and 94, I think, on products. And so it was a really, you know, when I left, um, I was a director of the company, and we had about 60 staff just in the interactive division. So it was a pretty big wow. um, growth pretty quickly. From there, I, I worked at, you know, Village and Ten in a joint venture. I worked with Optus for um, seven years, heading up all of their uh, product managers for all of their uh, online properties, including interactive television, mobile and, uh, and web. And then I transitioned from the telecommunication world where I was licensing a lot of third-party content to being one of those third-party content providers in Warner Music, uh, mm. helping them with that, that digital transformation that was happening at the time of, as you know yeah. very well, yeah. moving from that physical CDs to the, to the digital um, world. So, yeah, so that was, so, yeah, it was a sort of a journey that I would never have ever mapped out for myself, but <laughs> it's just kind of the way but it works. I guess, you know, all those skills really have set you up to be able to build a, a digital business and a direct-to-consumer business. And obviously, all these tools that you've just described, are, you know, very much come from, you know, a brain that's able to understand both consumer but technology and how those things work together, which obviously when you, you know, bundle with that creative side that Alison's bringing to the table is kind of, you've got the magic, right? Yeah, that's the good mix. Yeah, we, we, we're different, but we're similar. We complement each other. Jason's definitely our big picture person, which is good. Makes me think, you know, dream bigger and I'm <laughs> the more detailed person, which, you know, makes the thing, you know, lots of things happen. And, makes yeah. 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 So, yeah, we're sort of, I think that we work in that way together. That's yeah. for sure. And so you're launching Tropolicious in October, which is actually coming up very soon. <laughs> yes, we're aware. Tell us what's involved in launching an online retail business. How did you, you know, tell us the steps to get there and, and you know, what it takes to actually do this. 
I think we, we sum it up with eating the elephant one bite at a time. <laughs> <laughs> some of it's so new to us, um, some of it's so familiar to us. So creating a brand, creating, you know, the products, the packaging, the, you know, style guide, all of that was easy. You've done that through That's your done. career like, for a lot of other people. Like, <laughs> so that was, that was fine. Like I was great. I could picture it before it even happened, which mm. is great for me. Finding the products, like Jason said, was actually a surprise to us. We, were, we thought that that would be more challenging, which, which was another validation that we were onto something. Everyone's mm. response was, oh, we need this so much. We'd love to be part of something so different. We love what you're doing. And obviously, Jason knows websites. We know building technology. But a lot of what we don't know are all these tiny little, like your day that you start out with and your list never ends up being <laughs> that list. It's, it's ever-evolving and ever-changing and there's always something that you didn't think about that we just go, okay, I'll do that or you do that. Like we just, we just keep adapting and changing and keep your eye on the prize, which is October for us. And, <laughs> um, yeah, we just... We just are uh, focused, still, um, you know, wonderful blind optimism at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of, it's, it's one of those, you know, especially even with the B-School activity that Al did, I think we've really, really benefited from that mm. in having a framework yeah. for something like this. Um, right. Yeah. You know, just to the little things, like even, you know, we've, we've got a, a mantra that we follow, which is, is just eliminate, automate and delegate. And mm. You know, and it's just, yeah, all those little things like progress over perfection, just keep going. Like something there's better than nothing there. Sometimes it's just a reminder of those statements. Like they're so, so obvious, um, you know, when people, you know, say them, but, but if you, if you do say it enough, uh, you do start acting in that, in that manner. And so we're, you know, we're certainly doing that. Like even from a delegation point of view, we've got people working in Alabama, in Croatia, we've got crews in India. Lovely Sydney. Yes, Sydney. Yeah. We've got um, uh, Live Our Copywriter, I think, is also in Sydney. We've got uh, an, an animator who's uh, actually not that far away from us, but we've still only ever Haven't met her. No. <laughs> so that, and that's, uh, that is actually awesome. Yeah. Uh, we've really enjoyed that. Sort of yeah. like we've got a community that, um, uh, yeah. That is and I think that is one thing, actually, that across the board, COVID does seem to have really energised for people. Yeah. The, the fact that there is no boundary with being able to deal with people wherever they are and you can almost have a, a physical relationship, present relationship over Zoom, strangely enough, because you do get that face-to-face time, which really gives you that kind of, I guess, understanding of each other's feelings and responses and reactions that you probably don't get by email and definitely not, you know, by a text oh, yeah. or phone even. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, how amazing you're dealing with people all, all over the world to make this happen. How did you find the team of people, you know, how did you find your people in Alabama? How did you find your, your developers yeah. in Croatia? How, how were you um, recruiting Some of those? it was reaching out in the group that I had joined, the business group. I love this network of, you know, like-minded. They're all starting businesses. They're all... Lady startup. You know? Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. So all those sorts of things like, you know, that's where we, you know, you, word of mouth. You want people that have mm. worked with people that have done something great, you know, with our email flows, which is all sequencing. Um, I just posted, like, does anyone work in Clavio? Anyone have a sequencing guru? And they went, yeah, this fantastic girl. She's in, you know, <laughs> Alabama or something. And she's, her emails are... Hey, you all, and like, where is this? 
She's hilarious. Yeah, she's fantastic. So it was literally no word of a lie. I reckon it was two hours after Alison yeah. posted that, and I'd sent a payment across, and she was she we're was online. online. You're on, was, you're working. Yeah, yeah. yeah like we did, we're just yeah, it was quite. You know, you, I think you, you know when you sort of meet somebody whether you connect or not. Um, whether they're going to be able to help you with your business. Yeah, and I guess when you, you've got to get good at that decision. I mean, 20 years of experience, you know, working corporate in in the city and everything gives you a good sense of what you're, you can and can't accept, I guess. And I guess that's been that's yeah. important if you're sitting up in, in Cairns, you know, yeah, with the whole yeah. world at your fingertips, but you obviously need partners to make this happen. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 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 And so some of the tech that you're working with, so Clavio's your email platform and then yeah. you custom built your website or how, how's that work? Uh, yeah, so we're, we're basing off a WooCommerce foundation for all of our, our website and we've done a fair bit of custom dev off the back of that and sort of customised some, some of the plugins that we've found to try and, you know, make some of these tools really sort of hum for us. So that's sort of part of the process at the moment. We're on Slack channels quite a lot, going back and forth and, you know, keep things motoring along. But, yeah, they're the, they're the sort of the key aspects, I guess. Yes, because I can imagine, especially if you've got the gift reminder kind of set up and your email sequencing is going to be so important to yeah. getting that, prompting that customer to, to start the journey. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you kind of differentiating yourself in that sense. You know, what's the, what's the customer journey looking like for you? Yeah, so I guess... For, for us, we don't see ourselves as a gift boxing company. Really, we see ourselves as a solution provider um, to solve some pain points. One thing that we haven't really talked about is our, our sort of corporate angle of, of mm. um, selling into corporate. But for a corporate customer for us, um, we are not providing them gifts. We are providing them a retention tool. You know, we're helping them delight the really important people in their business with a really specific product that we know they'll enjoy because we've profiled them. Yeah. So, you know, when we're taking customers on a journey where it's not necessarily about selling them a box up front, time, it's yeah. about solving their problems, um, you know, and making sure they never forget a date and, you know, all those sorts of things. So We've already got one corporate client on and it, COVID's a perfect example of how this works. There are a tourism-based business, which has obviously been heavily affected, and instead of everyone flying to Cairns to do a little forum up here to get to see all of the people and the products, because they can't happen, we're actually sending a Tropalicious box <laughs> to all the people that would normally come to Far North Queensland and all the products are from Far North Queensland. They're Perfect. all these amazing products and they're going to have, um, you know, they're opening them all, they're having the cocktails and the food in the <laughs> Zoom calls. It's all part of the, you know, wonderful event that would have been in person and now is, you know, technology virtual. So and and you've got to think that one, now that all this international or national travel has stopped effectively during COVID, it is going to be really hard for businesses to allocate costs back into doing that as much as they yeah. did before and certainly replacing it with things like more experiential gifts and gift ideas like this that can yeah. actually allow groups of people to kind of share an experience over a Zoom call. Amazing. Sounds yeah. perfect. It yeah. sounds yeah. absolutely yeah, perfect. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, that's very, it sounds like that's going to be a big market for you. Tell us a little bit about what your biggest lesson has been during this process of, of launching Tropolicious. Obviously, you'd come up, you started your, well, you'd taken over a farm, flower farm business and transitioned over to Tropolicious, what has been kind of the biggest learning on that journey from, from transitioning from one business to another? 
Well, the flower business is still going. Yeah, so, yeah, um, still so there's a bit of transitioning, but it's it's more, I guess, we're supercharging it in the way I look at it. And and the flowers will be in the gift boxes as well, won't yeah. they? So it's yeah, going to be complimentary. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that that's one of our validation points is that the people that open a box and they're tropicals, which are amazing, like the big claws and the colour and the brightness that you don't see every day, they say, I didn't even know you could do this. And, you know, even my products that I was selling for the, you know, wall organisation, people are like, I had no idea that this was even out there. So we knew we were onto something when the surprise and delight that something through a parcel opened up and it was like better than they expected and they didn't even know that you could send all these things, which is I think the angle that we've, we've sort of taken with that. So yeah. I guess, yeah, our learnings is just... Think big, expand, you know, back yourself. And and also I think, I mean, we've done this in under five months, you know, yeah. sort of from, yeah. from really from concept through. Uh, so you can achieve a fair bit when you get focused. And, you know, it, you certainly, as Alison uh, keeps reminding me, you know, we, we don't have to have perfection every single time. So you can get a fair way down the path to validate whether this is, this is going to fly or not. And then incrementally improve from there. And so that's, um, you know, that's something that, fingers crossed, we can keep improving. You know, we're in this for the long haul, so we, we don't expect, you know, Tropolicious to, to be um, bigger than Ben-Hur out the gate. That's, that's not the way that you launch businesses with a long-term, you know, a long-term agenda. So, yeah, we really want to get it right. As we and I guess the, the, the risk is kind of reduced for you guys because you've got an existing, you know, business that's, running perfectly well and yeah. and you've got another business that's kind of transitioning your interests into another area yeah. as well and also compliments it's fantastic and so i guess one of the things that i wanted to kind of understand a little bit about uh you guys you, you kind of jason you touched on the fact that you didn't expect it to kind of you know be setting the world on fire straight from the day one and that you're in this for the long haul but what are the, some of the things that you i guess will make you feel like this is a success when you do launch? What, is, yeah. what are those success factors for you both personally? I want golf on a Friday afternoon, every Friday afternoon. <laughs> uh, That's, a good golf. That's fair enough. That's a yeah. good success factor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in all a bit more freedom. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, 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 I think, you know, if everything goes tickety-boo and we have a, you know, a successful product that is engaging and that, that we have that repeat customer coming back, it probably will be one of our challenges will be not to not to have it blow up too big, um, you know, because we, we don't want that. We, yeah. we, we really want to have a quality product and business that operates, but we, uh, you know, we don't want 50 staff. Yeah, up, and we're not going to end up having 50 boxes. We're sort of more the fine dining with the mm. seasonal products that you go and yeah. they all sound amazing and you could pick any one of them. Mm. You're not getting a choice of, you know, 50 things covered to, you know, cover every base. We're certainly going to be really focused on that yeah. for, you know, select quality. Um, and curating yeah. really hard um, mm -hmm. what's in a box, you know, really being quite purposeful about what's in, in So just give us the names of your boxes because I think this is, the, yeah. this is fascinating. Okay, so we have five ranges. So the ranges are Creative Genius range, which has two boxes in it, ukulele jam and knots to love we have the foodie lover range because there's always a foodie out there and we have the early bird eats and the twilight tasters so a morning and an evening box 
we have our eco crew collection which is all the most amazing sustainable fantastic things that you have in the house now so one's a house base and one's a garden base so lots of mm, herbs and plants. perfect the next one is what we all need at the moment at serenity seekers so there's mm-hmm. a babelicious and a blokeelicious <laughs> so they're just absolutely gorgeous boxes that just are filled with some you know delightful me things and lucky last, we have... Yoga. Yoga. Oh, of course. That's, that's, <laughs> well, that's the I one. Know. <laughs> I know. My girlfriend keeps going, when am I getting that box? Okay, our active groovers. Jason and I have always... Active and movement is just a big part of our lives. So we've got the more balanced box, which is the yogi box for male and female. They're both unisex. Lots of our boxes are unisex. Mm, so, which is great. Um, which is fantastic. And then we've got the workout warrior, which is the sweated up, you know, the sort of... So it's... You know, and again, both ages, both spectrums of, you know, fitness. So, yeah, we're trying to really appeal to a a broad market but with really quality keeping items. Like, Mm. you know, we we actually had a friend say to us at the beginning, we were sort of doing some research and he said, oh, you know, I wish you all the best but your gift boxes are probably not for me. Like, I'm all about (laughs) quality items that you keep and that you can reuse. And that's not what you get in a gift box. Yeah, and you sort of like... Yeah. Yeah. And so... That was a a good sort of message for us. Is that okay? Yeah. And that was was sort of, I guess... It's true. It's true. Like It's so true. You kind of feel a bit kind of, I guess, guilty having gift boxes, so much packaging and so much things that you just end up throwing away. And it's just, you know, a a bottle of wine and a chocolate and a candle. Like, it's sort of... which. You know, they're sort of... Not thoughtful. Not, <laughs> not. And, and don't even go together. Like, you sort of go, how does that work? And we have, I mean, to your point on packaging, like, we've really spent some time on working out ways that we can uh, be clever with our packaging, even with our flowers, for instance. We've partnered with Beeswax Wraps Australia, uh, who make a fantastic waxed cloth that you can use uh, to basically to replace glad wraps and other mm. things in the kitchen. We're wrapping our flowers in those, so that we can keep flowers. them moist. We can have moisture, yeah. Um, but then you, but then you keep that again after yeah. it. Correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's gorgeous. So everything, and also with the flowers, we have the option. The preserved movement, the dry flower movement, is so enormous. So we have a dried flower option, we have mm. a fresh flower option, and we have a plant option. So Beautiful. obviously, we love nature. We're you know um, <laughs> living and breathing it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that that's it's sort of like. Everyone's gone and bought, someone bought the flowers, someone bought a gift and, you know, it's all in one. Like you have this whole amazing, uh, the surprise and delight, the unboxing experience, which I've really concentrated on Mm. and, you know, I think when you asked about success, for me, I would, I just love some validation that. See some smiles. Yeah, that Mm. people are just loving this, that the receiver and the giver both experience such an easy, joyful experience with trouble you're gonna have to tell the 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 giver what time the receiver's receiving it so they can be there to watch their face because i think that's a bit that um you know the receiver's going to have this amazing experience and the giver isn't actually going to see it how they get connect those two things (laughs) that's a a challenging one um so yeah we're trying to sort of get a a fair bit of messaging in the box around all that to try Mm. and record yourself yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't open till tuesday <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome! I, I I just cannot wait to see the boxes come to life. And and, and um, Alison, you've done an amazing job. Jason, you were saying the boxes are big, but you've designed the boxes, haven't you, Alison? Yes, I have. So and they're colourful. They're colourful. Would you like to see one? Yes, show us. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Huge and colourful. Oh, Yeah, so they're pretty big. They're like big flower boxes and they're going to be jammed, packed full of gifts. So that's a, a good example, I guess, of the little, yes, two different sizes for two different freighting options. Right, so different price points for the two different sizes? Yeah, so we've, we've made a decision from a freighting point of view. Beautiful, Alison. <laughs> to, uh, to offer free freight always. Um, so, you know, we just think that that's sort of our part of the gift is to just, uh, yeah, free freight it around the country. Typically one to three days, um, we should be able to get anywhere. That's um, incredible. So, I mean, that, that, that is great for the last minute shoppers who've forgotten until yeah. the last moment as well. And free freight, I mean, it really does make a difference, doesn't it? When you see free freight, you just, yeah, you, yeah. You just buy. There's no decision there. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, there's some interesting stats that I think the top 100 online stores in Australia, I think only 12 out of the top 100 offer free freight, which I found really? surprising. Yeah, wow. I read that the other day, but uh, uh, I don't know. I, we, we just think that that's Again, a solution. Part. We're just trying to make it all super easy. There's make no it. surprises yet. You, you know, it's just a... It's a good experience from start to yeah. finish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly that. Well, look, you are a husband and wife team and you've been, you know, on this journey for a long time, since uni, in fact, together, getting to where you are now. How do you make it all work? Because you've been, you know, working in close confines as a husband and wife with the children going through high school and school and now building a business together. Talk us through that. I think that we... This we is the bit people to... want to know about. Oh, no. Oh, no. Look, he certainly drives me mad. There's no doubt. It's, I am human. He is human. We... I think you do need to nominate a boss. And so, you know, you've got to say this is my area of expertise and that's yours and we need to respect that. So I think once you get clear on that, that helps a lot. Mm. Uh, Did that take a while to get clear on though? Um, I sort of probably... Nailed Jason a long time ago, don't try and be the designer. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a couple of go. Yeah, (laughs) I used to have a go, yeah. So that was made, that was a very long ago learned lesson for Jason. There's only one designer in this relationship. And and I don't even try with technology. I just go, Jason, please help me. (laughs) So I think that, yeah, where we have strengths and where we have differences and where we have complementary, it just... It sort of works for us. I think we're both very easygoing. We both say it if we think it, like we'll just, you know, um, we'll both um, talk about it. But I think that with Tropolicious, this is what we want long term. This is sort of we're doing this for us and, you know, for being able to be located where we want, to work the hours that we want, to have, you know, the freedom to travel when we're allowed to again. All those sorts of things. So Jason's Mr. Personality, I'm a lot more reserved. Jason's the big picture, like I said. I'm sort of more the the detail. I think that when you need someone to be the spokesperson, we've got someone. When you need someone to be... So me forming the relationships with all of our partners is absolutely easy. Like Mm -hmm. For me, it's just like one of my sort of clients. But to then, you know, do sales and corporate, Jason steps up, which is fantastic. So we sort of... We know each other's. We know each other so well. It's been yes. a long time. Yeah. We know the strengths. We know the weaknesses. Jason knows, you know, um, when I'm not comfortable with something, and mm. he'll, you know, take it on, and vice versa. So almost the the experience and the journey to get here has has set up the foundations for being able to do this really quite easily. And like you say, in five months' time, that's a super yeah. quick amount of time to be able to launch a new business from scratch. But obviously understanding and working so well together and the compliments that you can kind of provide each other's 
you know, yeah. skill set is, yeah. is what's so valuable there. It does feel like it's all been leading to this. Like we, we sort of often look at it and, and the skills that maybe you didn't even know that you've had, you've, you've tapped into, you learned somewhere or, you know, we've sort of, we have between two people covered a lot of bases ourselves on starting this, mm. which has been a nice little, yeah. And it sounds that you both know where you you know, have gaps and where to look outside of the two of you as well. Yeah, well, marketing's a classic yeah. one. I mean, we yeah. both put a hand up and said, we need digital collective. Yeah. You know, we need somebody to help us, guide us in, you know, how do we connect with the, with the consumer that we're trying to target and those sorts of things. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and I think that that's what we, we try and recognise. If something, like you, you, we learn new things every day, but mm. if something's taking you a really long time and you don't have a love for it and it's becoming a real chore, it's <laughs> straight on the delegate list. Like it's, <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah. and, and we do, like there is only the two of us and we're on a startup budget and we're trying to do as much as we can, but we're also very realistic that you can be, Forever, like we will never sell a box if we keep doing it ourselves and we launch in five years' time. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. And how have you kind of, how do you separate your kind of work time from your personal time and kind of, you know, <laughs> is there any is there any separation at the moment or is it all about just 24-7 business oh, Luckily, Jason's a morning person and I'm <laughs> more of an evening person. So he knows do not talk to Alison until like, you know, she's had it. He's out, he's done about three hours of his work. I start a bit more gently. I sort of give myself time for exercise and my self-time in the morning. So I start really clear and really calm. And my cup of tea, whereas Jason just goes, one <laughs> coffee grinder's on at 4 a.m. and he's straight into the office sort of thing. So Yeah, wow. We have a, um, I can't remember where it came from, but we've kind of, it's been a an underlying sort of measuring stick for us for a, a while is what we call the two and a half rule, which is you can only do two and a half things well at any one point in time. So one point goes to family, typically. One point goes to work, typically. Your career. Yeah, your career. And then you've sort of got half, half a point to sort of float about. <laughs> well, one, one self-time, so whether yeah. it's exercise or whatever. So, you, so if you're doing lots of exercise, then you're either doing less work or you're less home family time. Or if you're doing lots of family time, then you're either... Yeah. So, so one of them's got to give. And you can kind of, we think you can probably ramp it up to sort of three, a little bit over three, if you're uh, if you're really under the pump, but you can't maintain that. So just for a little while. Yeah, you can yeah. sort of do that for a little while, but then it's <laughs> something goes pear shaped eventually. Yeah. So we've been sitting on three for the last yeah. five. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, it's good, but it's going to come to an end, right? So you've yeah. got to you've got to turn it down a little bit. It's probably not yeah, for yeah. a few months yet. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. exactly. And we okay. have teenage children, which we taught to cook early on and <laughs> we call them we call them our flatmates not our children so everyone's got to pitch in someone's got to you know get the washing off the line someone's got to bring groceries home so yeah, I, I think it would be very challenging with small children so we're, yeah. we're at the right stage that this is working for us and that's probably why everything's been leading to yeah. this for us like it, it is it seems that it's yeah, doing it 10 years ago would have been a lot harder yeah yeah, yeah, you've got your kids are just finishing school and out of school, is that right? Yeah, yeah so Taylor's 19, she went to uni and then got sent home and um, our son COVID, Mac yeah. is in year 11, so he's only got one more year to go next year. So, yeah, we're sort of at the end of it. They're, they're pretty they're they're pretty awesome independent, and they're pretty independent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, amazing. And is starting a business everything you imagine it to be, you know, from scratch? Is it as good as you'd imagined? Is it 
harder? What's the experience been like for you both? I think that I've always had my own business, so it sort of doesn't, like it, it feels exciting and new and, and you know, anxious and, yeah. you know, all those sort of things. But it's not as if we, we left an office job to do something totally different. It doesn't feel very foreign. Like, it's like a natural transition? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. And is there a secret to the success? What do you think is the secret for you guys? It's just obviously a culmination of where you've come from, but is there something special that you think has really kind of enabled this? Uh, you've certainly both got to be on the same page. Yeah, I think that's uh, our thing. We both have the same where we want to end up, I guess. And I think um, you've got to have a, you know, running your own business is hard and anybody that says otherwise, I think, you know, will discover eventually that it, it is hard because, uh, you know, so you've got to have enough grit and enough commitment to say, I'm, I'm okay with that. And uh, similar work ethic, I think. Yeah. It would be very hard if someone mm. was doing, you know, you know, an unbalanced sort of um, yeah. level, but we're both, yeah. It, it means it's, it's for both of us, so it means the same amount to both of us. And it's- mm. Yeah, and I think the, the other thing, you've got to be doing something, uh, you know, everybody always says to do something that you love, but when you're talking about your own business, you cannot look at it from a financial point of view as, you know, being right at the forefront. Uh, you've got to have something that you just want to get up and do in the morning because there are times that you don't want to do that and so you've got to have that, that light at the end of the tunnel that this is going to be fun. And I, I guess from what you were describing with the products and the, and, and the service, in fact, that you're delivering to customers, you feel passionate about this kind of solving this problem. Yeah, and, uh, you know, even just with the flowers, you know, we'll get calls from people who, you know, somebody's ordered some flowers and the flowers have been delivered to somebody and they call us up and go, oh, my God, you know, someone's in tears because of the flowers <laughs> you sent. And you go, that's, wow. that's, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's happiness. That's, that's a nice product good. to send. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. If you're going to do something every day, make the end result, the happiness, yeah. smiles, you know, solutions, everyone feels. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a bad product. Yeah, that's right. It's Australian products as well and supporting local businesses. I mean, it's an important thing to do, the thing that you're doing. So we're going to transition into uh, a bit of the podcast that we do with each of our guests, which is basically ask them a couple of questions that we um, delve into a little bit more about them personally. And and the first one I wanted to ask you about was either one of you, has there been a particular book that has changed your life? I'm a reader. I love books. I read every day. I think that there's probably two recently, actually. Um, One will be no surprise. It's um, from the founder of the business school that I did, Marie Folio, and it's called Everything is Figure Outable. And it's, it's, I say it every time, every day. If, I, if, if something new comes up or if we are challenged with something, we just go, everything's figure out. Like it's, <laughs> it's a fantastic way to look at everything. I'm going to check fan- her out. Oh, it's a fantastic awesome. mindset. Yeah, it's really good. And the other one is an Aussie and it's Denise Duffield-Thomas and the Chillpreneur. Um, Chillpreneur. Chillpreneur. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good too. So fantastic. So she's basically, you don't have to work harder to earn more. You should just... You know, it's just this whole mindset and this, it's, it's self-belief and work to what you want. Like you, you don't have to, you know, be putting in 16-hour days. Like you should be able to um, 
earn more by doing less. Like she's just got this fantastic, again, it's just the way you look at it. So I, I quote both of those a lot in our little um, daily situations that we, we're navigating, I guess. So, yeah, they're both awesome books. We've had some amazing book recommendations through this podcast series and we're going to put them at the end of the series yeah, in compilation of all the books uh, together and those two are going to be on it for sure. Yeah, Thank you. And what about habits? Have, have you got special habits or particular habits that you really, I mean, you talked about your different times of days and different styles, but in terms of how you both run successfully as, as humans, what are those habits that kind of you shine? Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly, uh, I'm a 5am sort of person, you know, so my habit is certainly to get up and, and get into it. We got a fair bit of discipline out of, so when we came up here, we met a bunch of crazy uh, adults up here who one night after a few too many wines, we decided that we'd enter an Ironman. And uh, <laughs> we've done like three now. And Ironman? Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> half, half Ironman. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, right. yeah, so, but still, you're talking six hours sort yeah. of uh, sitting out there. Anyway, the, I guess the point is, is that you get a lot of discipline out of managing, um, you know, when you're training for something like that and, and mm. also doing, you know, doing your work at the same time. And I, I think that that's certainly become a habit-forming thing for us is that we get really structured in, in what our day looks like, um, you know, a different... And finding time for exercise. And, yes, it's and, really important. Yeah. Um, I think that I've, um, yeah, just again recently I've always trained, so I've always, physical has always been a no-brainer that you know that you have to, you know, keep your um, health and, you know, ongoing. But I've started on my mind, I've started to more yoga and meditation and so that's my morning. So my morning starts really quiet and calm for me and I've done everything I need to do before anyone else gets up so that there's no rush with the kids I've had my own time and that was the the joke about Jason like he knows that you know that hour in the house is (laughs) he's already out in the office I won't be in the office I won't have checked emails I won't have looked at my phone I don't want to see any of that until I've just sort of you know just had that lovely start to my day my cup of tea and then I'm ready to what do you do to meditate? Do you have a special spot or? Um, yeah, I come. I get up with a puppy dog. I've got a gorgeous sausage dog, Dax. So <laughs> we get up together and I feed him, have a big glass of water, and then we sit on the couch. He comes back in, settles straight in my little crossed leg lap into a little ball, and I just do a guided meditation. I sort of do about a twenty-minute meditation each mm. morning. And for me, I'm a, um, you will know, I said I was nervous about this and I'm, that's outgoing is not a big thing for me. So it just sort of helps me just, you know, give that, reaffirm that belief that you can do it. And then I do yoga. So I love exercise. So then I just, again, I'm just doing it. I just YouTube it, YouTube it and put it to the big TV, you know, and, Perfect. and off I go. So, yeah. So many people now uh, seem to be transitioning into meditation. Yoga used to be it for everyone, yeah. but now yeah. I feel that that has yeah. kind of advanced into the meditation space and a lot of yeah. people I know are, are really living and breathing by their daily meditation, yeah. no matter how long or short it is, yeah, just to give themselves a little bit of peace and clarity yeah. in their mind. And I, I'm not, I've never done it, but I've, I've I'm going to no. I'm going to get on that journey at some point. Yeah. I can feel it. I think that I think that until you've done it, I think I've realised that I've never ever sat still <laughs> and quietly for 20 minutes of any given day. From the minute that you're up to I the minute you. that you mm. turn mm. out the light, there is like even if you have a cup of tea. If I have a cup of tea, I'm still doing something. I'm checking something. <laughs> or, like I just went. I was. It's just such an astounding thing to think. You never ever ever sit still and quietly. 
ever. It's a like, realization. Yeah, it was massive. Like I went, mm. wow, of course, you know, of course you would feel more calm after. Of course everything would be clearer and more. Seems so calm. obvious. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been really, I'm so, I'm about five months in and I'm a convert. Well, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. You've inspired yep. me. <laughs> and what about when you are feeling overwhelmed or feeling anxious or feeling like, it doesn't sound like you ever feel unmotivated actually, but kind of maybe, you've been disappointed by some outcome, what's the way that you guys individually push through that feeling and kind of move on? How do you stay positive? You seem so positive, by the way, and, you know, very complimentary to each other, but I'm assuming you do have a few down days sometimes. Sure. Yeah, Yeah. sure. I think you've got to put things into perspective and know that, you know, we're not, we're we're selling flowers or we're selling gift boxes. We're not solving, you know, world famine crisis or anything like, you know, so... If something goes a bit pear-shaped, you can kind of, you've got to be able to roll with that. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think getting a bit of perspective is, um, is important and we, we certainly have our moments where we, where we blow the cobwebs out and, and just sort of don't do anything, go out with mates. And, yeah. Uh, I think mine is, is separation. Like because yeah. we live here and we work here, mm. mine is as soon as I can get away from the farm, whether it's, a walk, a run, meeting up with friends, you know, just heading out. Mm. That's, it's like you, you leave yeah. and, you know, it's, it all stays. You go yeah. and do your stuff. And then when you come back, it's all here again. You, so, can, deal, yeah, you I, can deal with you it. You can deal with it, yeah. yeah. So I, I really like that. So, and I guess 20 years I've worked from home, even though it's been in a separate building with staff, it's always been on the premises of where I've lived. So yeah. I've always had that step away is my... Mm. Separation, I guess. So, And is there a particular kind of philosophy or mantra that you live by? I mean, you said before that you were quoting your, your business philosophy. Is that, that's your new mantra? Is that? Yeah, I've, my, probably my long-term one is I love the kiss rule, keep it simple, stupid. I'm a firm believer that you should just, you know, less is more and in design that's, you know, where to stop rather than keep adding, you know, it's all... <laughs> You know when it's wrong, but you don't sort of know when it's right, like you can spot the obvious. So I sort of, I try and keep that as a rule. And, yeah, a few of the new ones are progress over perfection and eliminate, automate, delegate. Um, Yeah, they've got some great ones. You've got some good ones. We're going to be be taking these and putting these as quotes. (laughs) Yeah, they're fantastic. So, yeah. Jason, what about you? (laughs) Ever since university, I've lived by it's a part of human nature to get over things and, uh you know, so that was that's always been a bit of a cheeky one for me because it's kind of like you can push the boundaries with people and eventually they'll forgive you. <laughs> in relation to me. So it's, it's, probably, it's not one Alison really likes, but it's... Uh, <laughs> it's one that you've been living by. <laughs> I kind of do live by it a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's great. And look, and this one is a bit of a strange question, but you can answer it anyway. You've got the podium to talk to people out there in the world and, and, and if everyone was listening, what would be the message that you would be kind of spreading at this point in time? Oh, mine for my kids has always been be kind, show kindness. It's free, it's simple, it affects people. Like it's, I just, I just don't see it enough, like, you know, sometimes. And when you do see it, it's just pure joy. Like, <laughs> kindness is amazing. It's my favourite thing, so. Yeah, for me, I think it's um, also now is the most important time. So uh, not yesterday or not tomorrow. Just, mm. just Focus just, on the present. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And can you see your kids have taken up those messages on board? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're really, we, yeah. we like our kids. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good to hear. Yeah, they're well, fun. That- This has been a fantastic chat and absolutely, you know, kind of exciting news to hear the launch is just only a few weeks away. It's been awesome finding out a bit more about you two personally and from a business perspective, how you've become, you know, the owners and founders of Tropolicious and, and on this journey. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to, to Digital Collective. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for helping us. We need you. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe to our channel and stay tuned for more episodes from A Moment with Modern Mentors coming your way soon. <laughs>